There we go. Finally got this all set up right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem if I cross my legs, right? No. Well, why should it? Is the camera? Oh. I, I actually thought you were worried about that because if it seemed like feminine or... Because, <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. I think some guys have this, like, oh, if I, I cross did, my legs like a lady, I then... did think about that <laughs> in the back then. Like, back then, I remember reading in the magazine or something. It's like, oh, yeah, if you're a guy, you're supposed to cross your legs like this. Otherwise, yeah. it's too feminine. Or you can cross your legs like that. That's too feminine. But honestly, now I'm just above... Uh, now I'm just all for comfort. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I if you need your masculinity or femininity defined by... Culture. How you move, like, yeah. in your... Yeah, it's just not good there. I don't know. My mom just usually tells me, cross your legs. Don't spread them. Like, that's well, a that's guy. Well, that's because, like, <laughs> if, you're wearing, if you're wearing a dress, that would be great. Or a skirt. Right? Yeah, but I'm wearing shorts, which... But it still looks kind of, you know... Yeah, if I spread my legs um, out and I'm just like... Just like <laughs> this on the bus I or whatever. Would, I would say just do whatever you want. Because <laughs> I honestly feels more comfortable. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad we're back on to doing our podcast. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little sad that we missed last week, but then we had so much going on. Yeah, and I think the biggest one was um, one of our poor, poor, poor chickens just got super sick, and. One day, away. just passed away. <sighs> and we just had to really think about, you know, what what do we do next? Like, and the emotions that went along with it, which I think it really hit you hard. Didn't it? it hit me hard for an entirely different reason. Yeah, and I, w I still am not too sure about what kind of emotions were kind of going through the back of your mind. But you seemed... A little distressed and um well i was definitely distressed like it, it i guess it's like uh what were you distressed about is my question as terrible as it sounds to say not really the chicken itself not really <laughs> maple with herself but mm. um the fact that she died and the fact that she died so suddenly is one of my greatest fears, I'd say, because I'm huge on death, meaning that I don't obsess over it, but every opportunity that I have, I look at death and I say, what can I learn from it? And I... Because I think about death, because I realize that life is short, and because during coronavirus times, you can't truly predict what would happen to anyone, right? Yeah. Mm. The realization or the possibility that you're going to leave someone who's close to you, like my parents or your parents. Because they're, like, a lot older. Yeah, and, and just because of the current situation in the world, that... It's likely. It's possible. It's not likely. It's possible. Yeah, because we're at retirement age, you know? It's like anything could happen from right. that point. So, you know? so you really never know. And with Maple, she was literally sick for two days. And the morning of, which when she we were considering... She was still alive that morning. Yeah, when we are trying to considering to bring her to the vet, that yeah. was it. Yeah, that, that was, was too late. Too late. Her, she was already like on her side her head on the ground and yeah yeah she breathed her last breath and it was and that was pretty terrifying to me because i was shocked how fast that death was because we just had coffee and she was still alive and she was just like very weak and um like yeah wobbly but that you know, it after like 15 minutes i come back and then she was just like you know you know side. honestly it might come from our inexperience as chicken, like owners. chicken owners because like we're relatively new to this game and I am aware that chicken deaths happen, especially when you're on a farm. Like it's it's part of the natural life cycle. So I, I get it. I don't I'm not traumatized by that. Yeah. But I think what really made me sad was at the time when I remembered or when I thought about Maple dying. And I thought about how Maple died suddenly. I wasn't even thinking about my parents. I wasn't even thinking about like, oh, have I 
have I done all I did recently to, I don't know, spend more time with family in case anything happens, mm. right? So it's not even about that. What but were you thinking of then? What if I died? And that hit me hard. Like, I actually started crying over it because if I died, what worries most are my parents because they're older and I'm at the age where while I'm starting to build my own family, our family, I'm trying to also come up with a way to take care of my parents. Hmm. And I realize that if I die, my parents would be so, so devastated. And the pain I felt was the pain that I could only imagine, but it came off as so strong. And it was the feeling of losing your own children as a parent. Even though you're not a parent. Even though I'm not a parent. I could only imagine from thinking if I died, how my parents would feel. And that tore me apart because I was like, holy shit, this is a kind of pain that no parent should ever go through. And it is probably one of the worst pains I've ever felt. I don't know how I felt so emotionally strongly towards that, but it was it was insane. Like, I was like, this is, this is definitely one of the worst pains I've ever, ever even came In come your close whole entire to life. In my entire life. Like, now hands down, I would say the losing your own kid is one of the worst pains that anyone could ever live through. And I would not want to see that, wish that upon anyone. I wonder if you're thinking along the lines of like, maybe this pain is even worse than let's say losing your partner. It is. Losing a friend, losing your grandma. I don't know. It is. Why do you, why is it more painful? You think? Well, because I think that, as a parent, your what you really look forward to in life is the nurturing of your own children, right? You want to see them grow up. You want to see mm. what they're able to do and accomplish. Yeah. And any good parent will selflessly give themselves and give their love and give their support to their kids because they want their kids to have a better future. Yeah. And when you lose the, your kid it really tears at you is because you never got to see the potential at which they could ever reach. Their lives were cut short. Yeah. But if you're a grandparent, if you're 80, if you're 90, if you're, you know, you've at least lived life to a point where you've had moments of happiness. You've had a spouse. You've had relationships where, where you got married and you ended up having kids and those kids you watch them grow up to have their own kids and you become a grandparent right and in many ways the same thing for for a lot of parents and whatnot but to lose a child when you have years ahead of you that i think hurts a lot more i think it's pretty interesting because i actually feel that your thoughts and perspective and emotions is very different from how most people would view death. I remember as a eight-year-old kid, I would have these imagination, kind of like eerie, but it could also be a reality. But it was thinking of like, you know, what would happen if my parents died? How right. how would life be? How would I move on? And you know, it was so hard to imagine. But the emotions were so real, even though it did not even happen. But you know, it would make me actually cry all night until I yeah. finally just slept and, and woke up with a, you know, oh, why did I cry about that? But, oh, you yeah. know. Like, when I was a kid, I was exactly the same as you. Okay, so you thought the same way. I like, what if I was terrified, right? Yeah. Especially because you hear, like, when my grandma passed away, then I was like, oh, my God, there's, this is actually death. You never really see them again. H- have you actually, like, seen death of a loved one before like uh, in your throughout your life um i or a friend i have my grandma passed 
and and then you saw her funeral and yeah yeah so i was there how did you feel at those i think i was too young uh, to understand what yeah, death because was. my grandma raised me when i was really really young so if we're really honest there are only a handful small handful of memories that i really truly remember of her but not too emotionally attached kind of not thing. too emotionally attached especially because we were in different countries at the I time see. she was in canada and so we were still in the u.s mm. and um yeah i don't think i've ever had a death that was super close like that since my grandma but death has is definitely something that scared me but i think as i got older and the more i started reading and the more i got into stoicism like the, the philosophy and realizing like it's death is a natural cycle in which everyone dies right eventually eventually and there's no you can't really prevent it so Unless there's, like, one of those miracle youth elixir dings that actually right. comes true <laughs> through right. labs. Right. So the best way, I think, to think about death is not to think about losing someone, but rather celebrating the memories that you have of them, right? Because yeah. even if they pass away physically, spiritually, they're still within you, right? They live on as memories. Exactly. So that is the scary part, and that really gave me a realization of what death really is is because if you don't remember that life is short if you don't remember that there may not be a tomorrow you miss out on all of these opportunities to create better memories hmm. and that to me is terrifying that is why we go out of our way even though we're really really busy we go out of our way to make sure non-negotiable we set family nights on wednesday for my parents friday for your parents like these are non-negotiable we always try to really attend whenever possible we made it like a almost like a tradition within our relationship to you know see family and at right. least spend a part of our lives with them right and and for us we don't really hold back on giving to our parents or people around us it's because you simply don't know how long you're going to live, right? Yeah. I would rather have less myself and spend it on experiences with those that I care about. So if it means that, hey, I can't, you know, well, it's easy for us because like. Because we we're kind of like accustomed and we we're, develop that yeah. um, uh, culture. Within yeah, us. yeah. We're, we're minimalist by heart. Mm. So we're most times we don't really splurge on anything unless we feel like it is part of our systems and it will help us grow in some way yeah right but otherwise we don't really spend much most yeah. of we don't splurge much we really watch what we buy at the supermarkets so example like we don't buy like cookies there like the cheap kinds or like uh granola bars well we don't eat we try not to eat sweets which really help save money we don't drink we don't eat the processed right? foods we which usually yeah. cost a lot more yeah, we don't smoke so like all of these really save a lot of money we don't buy toys we don't buy random miscellaneous we don't shop for clothes like i wear the same shit i only have six t-shirts i, s I st still stick by it i've been wearing it's my clothes from bali from last year yeah haven't, like haven't exchanged it for anything upgrade yeah but <laughs> yeah so so this is where because we don't spend as much the rest of our money we get to spend on higher quality items that we use every day so an example would be like having a better mouse having a better mouse um having a better keyboard having a nice pair of headphones because we're in front of our computers 10 12 hours a day yeah you know you know so these are the things that really enhance quality of life when you're working and getting like nice supplements to boost our cognition and improve right. our memory right. and performance right. but everything else we set aside for experiences of to share with the people we want to share with until before it's too late which yeah. is why even when we do get paid we haven't fully figured it out yet but we will allocate a percentage of what we make every month towards these experiences that we share with our parents 
Yeah. Which means if it means like, oh, okay, we're going to save this part of our income so that we can pay for these meals and have like a better dinner with them, if we can treat them out to something nice, if Dude, we buy this for them. Your dad yeah. was so happy on Father's Day about oh, he the, loved the salt crusted yeah, live fish yeah, that you you, yeah. you baked I, it. It was like yeah. amazing. I did, a, I did a salt baked fish. It was. It turned Dude, out pretty. It was well. like two point five pounds. It was literally like this big. Yeah, it was a California sheephead. Yeah, and yeah. oh, it was it was so moist inside and so simple, just a squeeze of lemon juice. It was so good. He was so happy. He was just yeah. eating that, not even his rice. He was like, "Oh, this is so good." Because he, he loves fish. He loves fish, and so these are one of those rare occasions. Like, I mean, like, what is really forty bucks? Yeah. Right. It so, seems like so, a lot for a fish. No, it is. It's forty dollars for a fish, but live this fish. Is, but this is where we, this is where we don't go splurge on anything else because all we had for dinner were basically avocados, fish, rice, um, some um, some crown daisy, the uh, the vegetable, mm-hmm. and then a giant fish, and we just all ate that. That was it. So it, so the whole cost of the meal, even though it was a lot of money on a fish. For four people, that was ten dollars a person. It's so much cheaper than just buying, like, let's say, two entrees to go from right. a restaurant. Right. Well, that said, I am also grateful for your parents because for your Father's Day, mm-hmm. uh, we ended up getting some takeout at some a, Chinese catering. Yeah, that we haven't had in months because of coronavirus. So oh, we, yeah. we we it's been a while since we've actually a, had takeout. It was a very nice uh, change of pace. It was very nice. Very I was nice very one. grateful and very happy for and that. I think my mom was really happy because she hasn't had a Chinese cater yeah. for three months, and she loves that. She used to yep. order it out once a week. Yep. Yeah. So, but, but these are exactly the kind of giving back for experiences because our parents are getting older, and one thing that bugs me is they don't – they, they, they worry too much about their kids, which I understand every parent, or hopefully most parents <laughs> most, would. Most parents. <laughs> most parents would. Oh. But this is the time when I'm at the age where I can sufficiently take care of myself. Yeah. So I don't want my parents to have to keep worrying about me and instead can spend on what makes them happy. Because that's the whole point. You worked so hard your entire life. Now you're at an age where you've retired why don't you do more things for your own sake? Spend the money to learn a new passion or something different, right? Like, actually take the time to live life and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think when the whole deaf thing came up with Maple, and we were just kind of, <sighs> like, moving on with our day. Yeah. And, you know, you know, us being together and, like, really buying the high-quality items. Yeah. And it just made me think, you know, why why don't people because life is so short and you know death is inevitable yeah why why can't they just like i guess treat themselves out and like buy at least one high quality item of whatever they like just to really feel life enjoy it because the problem is most people do not make enough money and if they're living paycheck to paycheck it's really difficult to justify more expensive purchases yes i think the mentality is this if you have a hundred bucks of spare instead of buying one item you feel a lot better to buy multiple items yes and i think it's having the quantity it's having more instead with your dollar but for us it's very different is because we never actually buy anything unless we know beyond a doubt almost that we really need it and so when we buy it we buy it once and we buy it for life yes because we're pretty aware of our habits and what we use throughout the day and then we have a list of things we would like that we keep on the list for at least a month if not weeks to really determine if we need it or it's just something that's an impulse buy I, th- I think it's a good system. It is, right? And and it, and it's great is because like on our Excel sheet column, we even have a section that says why. So you <laughs> can't buy it until you list the reason why it's going to benef- benefit you in some way. Or what is what is this item's purpose for? Right, exactly. And I think when you when you force yourself to ask the question why, if you're honest to yourself, then a lot of the times you'll realize maybe I just don't need this. Yeah, right. I think it's a it's a good way, and I I don't think 
I have heard anyone use that kind of system where they ask or they say like what's the purpose of this item listed on the sheet of like things I would like to have or buy. You know? I'm sure I'm sure the system exists. I've never read it in a book, but maybe it's because the type of books I read don't offer those kind of advice. Yeah. But I like I like it a lot that we made it a system to actually write yeah. stuff down. It's a it's a good way to see like what is actually a necessity and what is more of a want. Right. Yeah. But you know, I just um yeah, I, w I wish I wish people could at least like have some kind of high quality to I enjoy life and you know, just live it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be everything that every aspect that you got to improve, unless your budget's a hundred dollars well, leeway for whatever you want. Well, see, we, people people do spend on high quality, but unfortunately, they spend on the wrong the things. Wrong, okay, who am who am I to say? <laughs> because it's really subjective, right? Yes. But here's my thinking: most people, including us, this is how we used to be when we were younger. We used to spend on expensive fancy meals like oh, we're gonna go out and get the steak dinner because it's our anniversary or like whatever or we're gonna get some cajun seafood yeah or, yeah or something just fancy because it's like a date night or whatever and then yeah. you're like oh we're gonna celebrate outdoors and whatnot but the way that i think about it is now when you eat that meal you are literally only your the money that you spend is only entitled to that one experience at that one meal instead of having returns for Re many more times that you use it that's exactly what i was thinking actually right? you're yeah because you have that this one moment you're going to be spending just for this one moment of enjoying yourself right but let's say if you have um let's say if you bought high quality fish and you just store it in your freezer every time you take it out and you make that meal it's going to be like a really also wonderful experience of having something that actually tastes good. It's high quality. It's good for you. Right. Well, the, 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 the way that I would was going towards was comparing food to something else entirely. Oh, like not food, not food because it's also kind of like, because once eventually, you eat it, it's, yeah, once it goes you down eat the toilet, it, like, okay, food <laughs> is important and we eat clean, meaning that we don't eat processed stuff. We don't eat, we avoid sugary stuff. We eat organic whenever possible to avoid hormones, to avoid anything. And, and so we care about what we eat quite a bit. But in terms of what I mean by longer lasting investments, it would be investing in a quality chair or yeah. investing in a quality desk, investing in, investing quality in a coffee mattress, maker, right? Because you get a mattress, it's a lot of money, but you're literally on it for 10, 15 years of however long that mattress warranty is going to be, right? And I think that is important is because that is something that will keep giving you returns over and over and over again. So imagine if because you didn't have sleep deficit, because you had good sleep, you had better energy and better mood for the next 10, 15 years of your life. Why is that not worth paying for instead of one meal that you're splurging 200 possibly 300 dollars on because it's an anniversary see and so yeah, yeah go ahead so here's the thing i think how um people would see this and this is just based on my assumption of it so it might be wrong but maybe people when they look at let's say a six thousand dollar mattress yeah that's super expensive yeah, people it is would, expensive yeah. people would probably pay a couple hundreds tops yeah. for a mattress to yeah. sleep on but like i i I think they only see the price tag of that and they just weigh it compared to the other prices on the market for mattresses. And that's mostly what they see. And then they try to get something that kind of feels good. It, it's uh, decent. Uh, but I don't think they realize how much benefits a high quality mattress could give them. So they don't think about oh, you know, how much more sleep could I get out of this? Right. How much, how many more dreams, which is really good for your cognition, right. people, uh, could give me? Right. People actually think more about the price, and that is really it. They just look at the price, and they don't consider any of the other things. Yeah. And that's why it makes it hard for them to buy. And 
it it is true it is super expensive and and this is why your mindset really needs to be different you have to follow a different set of beliefs because if you're not a minimalist if you buy whatever you want everything you want and you splurge all the time then of course if you even buy a mattress you're really just it might not be the wisest decision right because mm -hmm. the lifestyle that you're living at you're already spending so much money and this is an example of why people think as long as I make more money, as long as I get another paycheck, things will be okay. But it never truly gets that way. It's because it, it, it's actually a, a nasty cycle that I think. Yeah. So let's say I'm making 40K a year. I am not satisfied. I cannot pay for a majority of the things that I want. So I cannot wait until I get a raise. And... Or get, I get two jobs. Yeah. And when I get that money, now because I have that money, I'm like, okay, my life has, my lifestyle has expanded is because now with the extra 10K, oh, I'm going to drink craft beer every week. I'm going <laughs> to buy this every, every week. week. Like I'm yeah. going to, oh, I can finally have enough money to buy a new TV. So you start upgrading and upgrading and because technology never really ends. You're always going to get a new phone available every every year after for by Apple. You're going to get new Android phones. You're going to get a new TV. You're going to upgrade your car. You never really actually keep up. It's because the technology is endless, right? It doesn't ever really go any better. But And so when you keep spending it that way, you never actually have the potential to get out of what they call the rat race. It's because you're working the majority of your life just to stay afloat is because all of your expenses is tied to these purchases over time that you just keep buying. And the more money you make, the greater your lifestyle expands, which is why when people want to feel fulfillment, going after money alone will never bring you fulfillment. It's because it's a never-ending game. Your goals will get higher and higher and higher. You'll reach higher and higher and higher. You'll 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 you're literally literally just work harder, right? And so that's this is where I think the nasty cycle starts is because you work so hard. You say it is for the sake of family. If you're married and you have kids, you say I work hard every day at the office because I want my kids, my family to have a better future. And this is where it sucks. You're making the money. Your kids have money to just go to school, to spend. Your family's taken care of. You never actually see your family enough. You never actually get to spend enough time with your family. Which mm -hmm. means that by the time you retire, you may there's a very good chance that you may not even know your own family. There's a chance that your wife becomes estranged you end up into a dead bedroom situation. She's seeing someone. Yeah, right? Maybe there's like, like I don't know. That's why like divorces can't happen. That's why people have midlife crisis. That's oh. why that's why your kids grow up and they're rebellious and they don't, you don't even really know them. Which is to say this. And this is, this is like, of course I do realize and I highly respect intimacy within relationships. So I do believe that and I see, I do see it like kids who have amazing relationship with their fathers, with their moms, with their sisters, siblings. That's great. That's fantastic. But the reality is the majority of the world doesn't live that way. The majority of oh. the world, sisters between sisters, they don't really know each other. There isn't that huge intimacy, right? Especially if you have a the larger the age gap, the less intimacy you have, the less you know your other family members. I don't think it's an age gap per se. What do you think it is? I think it's more of um, a difference in values growing and, up. And do you think those values can be exaggerated because of an age gap? Because what you believe in now is very different from what someone else who was 10 years younger than you would. Yeah. Right? So maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But that said, I think that even us, no exception... We don't know our parents enough. 
I know bits and pieces of my parents' life story, but do I know it completely? No. Hmm. And and like this is a big thing. Like we don't even know the life story of our own parents. It would be nice to get them on a podcast too. It would be interesting, yeah. It'd be, nice. <laughs> be like a four-way podcast. Yeah, it would be very interesting. A son-in-law, daughter with parents, and yeah. then vice versa. Yeah. So, it, it it it's just like that realization to me is something that I constantly remember to try to actively engage my parents, engage the people that I'm close with. I'd rather have fewer relationships but more intimate ones. Yeah. And that's why... I take the time to do these little things that definitely not scalable, especially with my time, because my value is preserving and having better memories before it's too late. Because who are we if not for the memories we hold, right? Our entire lives are memories. Our kids, everything they remember about us are our memories. That's it. Yeah. So... But that said, how did you feel about when Maple passed away? Just to get back on topic. <laughs> uh, well, let's just say it's very different from yours. Uh, I would feel that yours is a lot on a deeper scale. It was very unexpected. Yeah, and so, like, that's why when I saw you crying, I was like, what are you... I'm not crying, but, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I feel like something's off, but so now, now I see what you mean. Yeah, like it, like it's complete. It wasn't even really related to the chicken. Yeah. And see, I and I don't like, and this sounds terrible to say, but we haven't had as much attachment to Maple simply because we bought her from a nearby farm in Gilroy, and. When we got her, she was always and was already terrified of us. She was already like an older chicken, so she's already right. established some right. habits and right. some roles in A her head. Fear of humans. Like, and so, oh, don't go near humans. Run away from them. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like we never got the chance to develop intimacy. the intimacy with her compared to Owl, which we pet and we feed, hand feed every day. And like basically she grew up with us from a very young age so right. she's been more attached to us and right. even follows us around right so the intimacy difference is very huge which is why yeah. so I, that's I, why i wasn't crying yeah same. <laughs> so i wasn't crying but it's just the realization like it just reminded me of death yeah and it reminded me of how unpredictable it was and putting myself in that situation and made me realize i am really still not at the point of which i want to be which is knowing more about my parents, knowing more about your parents, spending more time with them, creating more new experiences, right? And yeah, and I guess it was a, like a huge wake-up call for me. Yeah, I my mindset wasn't really uh, going through that scenario in my head when I yeah. saw Maple um, just pass away like, like this. Um, by the time I, we were done with her coffee and then I saw her, I... I thought she was just incredibly sick that she couldn't move and she was just like laying on her side like that. Yeah. But then that's when you're like, you asked me, you're, you're like, is she dead? And, and then it made me question myself again. I was like, oh, that could be a possibility because yeah. she's never laid like that before. Yeah. So we go outside and oof, just like having to see her just not breathe and is like very stiff body. <sighs> That was pretty traumatic because it was okay. For one, it was really quick, and two, because Al was right nearby, like two feet away. Yeah, we didn't know what the the mental consequences that would have on a chicken. Yeah, but all I saw with Al's reaction was she was cocking her head to the side, looking at Maple, obviously on the ground, and she was looking the most confused and like, what is going on? Like something is not right. I could yeah. see that in Owl's eyes and behavior and yeah. i just quickly got her out um from looking at the yeah. whole scene and um yeah by the time yeah. we picked her up yeah she was she was still maple was still warm. she was still warm so it was, still a, warm. it was a very like just right there death, yeah though. it was probably within like 10 15 minutes when we discovered her yeah and you know i i 
I felt really bad on a lot of different levels. For one, I felt bad for not, you know, giving as much care to her because oh. she was always running away from me and I was always picking up Owl because she was just yeah, let me. See. And I felt bad for not really being with her as often and with the same kind of treatment I give Owl. And then I think the second one was I felt bad because I knew Owl would not have a companion to be with for basically the whole day because we're usually busy with our work. Yeah. And so Owl, like, who is she? How is she going to react? And is she going to be bored? Is she going to be depressed? Is she going to be, like, lonely? And, you know, all these thoughts. And I was just thinking, God damn, like, I need to find some other chickens that Owl could <sighs> be friends with so that she won't feel that way because strangely put owl's mood affects my mood and so if she's sad then i feel bad no, and not, i feel sad yeah, for her yeah. yeah which is why i just instantly like went online search a bunch of hatcheries and tried <sighs> to find like a good good breed good temperament chicken you know some some chicken that's not a bully obviously um yeah. that could pair well with owl and also hopefully would open up to us as well like have another chance to raise a chicken that's very young like six to ten weeks that's what i basically got two chickens that yeah. are through that age yeah you see i felt a little guilty too because i also didn't spend the time that i could have with maple because i am convinced that had we actually given more effort had we actually put ourselves out there we could have eventually convinced maple not to be scared of humans right because Even it's just a matter like of an older chicken it's an older chicken and and old habits die hard but yeah we are of the like this is our entire mission statement in life which is we believe that everything especially humans are mm. capable of change you can change your mindset you can change everything about yourself, right? The reality of which you see things is simply your own version of that reality. Like everybody else has a different reality. And it's easy. It's not easy, but it is possible to shift that reality into something far greater. Yeah. And same thing. I that With that said, I think it was possible to really make Maple feel even more loved so that she would open up to us and i feel bad because i never gave it a chance yeah and that's that's kind of also where i made a commitment that if you're going to get the new chickens i'm going to actively involve myself and spend more time i worry about that because i know you have a lot on your plate too oh yeah I so do. it's like every time you add something you're it makes you a little bit more stressed because you're like, oh, I didn't have enough time for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, so. but this is where sacrifices have to be made on my time is because I know the chickens are important to you. And this was a, this is another huge no. This was <laughs> another huge deal that worried me. Right? Better discovery it, too. <laughs> it, 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 it's like this when I realized that Maple passed away. Passed away. I thought, what if it was Owl? Because oh. if it was Owl, dude, I, I, I wouldn't know how wrecked. I'd react. You would be sobbing. You would cry. I would be crying so for much, sure. and you would be so sad. And I would feel fucking terrible. Is because I don't even know if I could comfort you. If I could make you feel good, you'd probably be crying for days, for weeks. Maybe I could actually relate this to how you feel about your parents losing a kid. Right, exactly. Because I maybe have taken you can, care yeah, of maybe you can see it. So, so that said, it scared me because I realized that if anything happened to Owl, I am not in a position where I can share that pain and that grief with you because I come from a position where I don't truly have the same level of connection and intimacy that you do with owl meaning i cannot relate to you as much so one of the reasons why i really want to spend more time is because if anything ever happens to the chickens i'll feel that exact pain and grief that you have and by putting myself through that 
pain and that grief. I can relate to you better. And we can share that pain and that grief together as a couple because this is a relationship. This is what I signed up for when we got married. This is my way of sharing our burden, right? You know, honestly, I was not expecting that from you. Yeah. Like I, I thought it would just be like, oh yeah, like let's just let's, let's just get more chickens and then we'll have uh, I'll have companionship kind of thing and yeah. just move on. But I'm very surprised that you actually wanted, and you're taking initiative to be involved more and actually like be outside and make sure Al was okay and checking to see if everything is secure so no predators um, are lurking well. in the in the holes or <laughs> on the fence well because it's easy for me my value for me i spent so much time understanding my values this relationship is first and foremost yeah. that's what i care about most yeah or, I, and i'm also glad that you have you haven't just like looked at it and you're like oh it's, it's not a not a totally big deal we could always you know get more chickens or whatever i'm glad you did not take that side too or play that card yeah, because I understand what these chickens mean to you. And that's when I realized, like, I I cannot relate enough. Is because if I use that card, then that would actually probably create more distance between us. Is because you're like, wait, I'm seeing these chickens in a completely different light than he does. Yeah. Right? And because I care about this relationship, then those are the things I notice. And I say, it's me that needs to change. It's me that needs to develop feelings for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because otherwise, if you have gone with that card of like, oh, you know, it's not too big of a deal, it, it totally would remind me back in the day and when I was living in China and yeah. I was given a small, tiny, tiny like bunny. Yeah. And they create those bunnies in China because people like smaller pets. So basically, they just feed the manto and not anything green and grassy to, you know, keep their small for size. For our non-Chinese viewers, manto is a steamed wheat bread. Yeah, which basically has no nutrition. Is it shouldn't even be given to animals because it's not their diet. But it was a way to keep them small and, you know, undernourished, basically. So I, I kept the bunny. And it was cold winter days, so it was freezing. I made sure the bunny was warm and was in a, you know, kept blanket over the cage those times and basically uh, it was just me taking care of it and then after on the third day it got super sick probably from the manto i have no idea the bunnies there are very weak and within that that night it just said it's last squeak and that's where i was like super sad i was basically (laughs) you know crying even though it was just three days because i took good care of it yeah and it was the only companion that i had at the time that was keeping me sane see see that's why i hate it is because a lot of people judge a lot of people say things like that is because they're they simply do not and cannot relate to it right if you're not a dog owner not a pet owner and someone loses a pet you'll be like oh it's just a dog like you haven't been there you haven't experienced you haven't fostered the same kind of feelings that you have which yeah. is why, in a way, it can be a little insensitive to say that kind of things. Is because you simply view it in a different way. Yeah. Basically, um, to extend that story and basically follow up with what you said, mm-hmm. uh, the next morning, like I, I had the, um, uh, there was like a maid at the time, and and then everybody else, and then they're like, oh, why are you so sad? Why are you crying? And then I showed them the dead bunny, basically, because I just didn't want to throw it away yet. Just kind of like keep it there for memories and then their first reaction was just they were just laughing that's fucked up they were laughing because they're like oh you know know, which means like little child in chinese which is also insulting yeah to me and they're like you know yeah it was patronizing and i was like dude it's 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 my it's my companion and they were just thinking it was such a kid thing because they haven't they don't they don't see the connection of me and the bunny. They just see, oh, it's a bunny, no big deal. There's a bunch of other bunnies you could like buy. They die easy, you know? Yeah. And there's just that attitude that just really yeah. struck with me. And yeah. I just didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why I think that 
I'm super grateful for my parents is because they didn't act that way at all. Like when I was tearing up because I thought of my death and my parents and my dad oh, saw. Oh, how would how would they react? I, I so so when heard. my dad saw, he thought that I was crying over the chicken, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry." He's like, <laughs> I, he's like, I figured. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just patted me on the back. He's like, he was like, "Don't uh, worry, just let me know if you need anything." Kind of, kind of deal. What are you, what did your mom uh, think of when you were crying? No, she was like, she was like, she's like, "What's wrong?" I don't know what she think, but she was like, "What's wrong?" Like, talk to me about it. Oh, okay. And then, and and at that moment, I was just like, "This mm. is such a raw moment." that it felt good to share with them the emotions I had is because then they can see it from my perspective. And I think my parents completely understood, especially because my mom, given her profession, you know, she's a therapist and she's able to really see that like side. Like see what's wrong right? first. And then my mom also got <laughs> sad is because she understood that pain and and she also realized, I like, guess she's had clients who had had have had losses. So, like, what and did so, you tell them exactly? No, I told them exactly what I told you, where it wasn't really the chicken, but more of me imagining myself in that scenario where if I had died because death is unpredictable, yes, how they how would they live? Would live, and they rely on me for many things. That I am, I am totally willing to. Like, I don't blame them. I do not feel burdened. I am willingly take on this amount of, of, of obligations or and not obligations, responsibilities in order for them to live better lives. I happily undertake all of this. But then I do realize that if something happened to me, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, what the fuck are they gonna do? Because it's, it's gonna cause them so much hurt. Right. And then also made me realize I'm not. I am not a great I am not as as I am not yet an adult is because I have yet to really have these conversations with my parents, which is what happens if you die? If my parents die, because if you die. What do I need to do? Who do I need to call? Who are the people you want to invite to your funeral? Do you want to be cremated or do you want to be buried? Do you want to be buried next to my grandmother? Like there are so many questions that I need to know and ask and I feel super irresponsible is because we don't have that what happens plan. You didn't ask your parents that yet, did you? Not yet, but this is a conversation we need to have with our parents. It's because like... It's gonna be a very sensitive topic. But sh- cause, but, but, but it, shit but, happens, but right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you like, I, w- I know it's practical, but oh. like mentioning that, and of course they're probably gonna be thinking like, "Why are you thinking about my death?" Kind of thing. No, and it's no. Just like I, think, <laughs> I think I think honestly, our parents are smart and they are mature. They will understand that this comes from a responsible course of action. Is yeah. because we just want what is best for them, right? And it's the same thing. If we if we die. Where do our investments go? I give my, all my money to you. And I give all my money to Owl. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> it's like, what happens, right? Mm. And so this is like, I want my family and your family to well taken care of. If, for whatever reason, something happens to us. <sighs> yeah. So these are the things that we've been really busy trying to figure out and understand how the system for so that we at least have peace of mind knowing that eventually this thing that may happen we know how to deal with it yeah and also we've been trying to um trying to for example like looking for chickens which is actually pretty hard right now because there's because everyone's buying chickens. Everyone's buying chickens, and there's very limited uh, breeds yeah. out there that we want to to have. And plus, we w- we need to fix our um, our gates and stuff yeah, just for a, like super lot, security. There's a lot of house maintenance work that we need to do. Yeah, and so that's why we haven't really had the opportunity to do no. these podcasts because there's just so much like going on in our minds. No. It's like. Ooh, and those these kinds of conversations, the the crying and the, the all these emotions, like we had to take care of that first. 
before yeah. jumping but, on. But but this is where this is where thinking about these things actually matter is because it prevents you from having to deal with these lessons later on, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like being prepared. Right. Because like, I imagine case. I imagine many people older than we are have not had these kind of talks or preparation. As I don't to think a lot of people even you think about these because it's things. scary to think about death. No one really wants to think about it. What if I die? It's what a happens? very airy topic too. Right. Exactly. Think about. But it's it's natural. And that's why it's important to think about. And instead, the way that I think of death mm -hmm. and all of this is not like I said, it's not a oh, you lose this person forever, but rather, how do I cherish this person forever, even after they pass? How do I create as many memories as possible? How do I have something to hold on to? Because that is what really matters. So out of all of this, what has Maple's death taught you the most? What is something that she has impacted you hard with? I need to be a better husband. I cannot for the sake of of protecting my own emotions and not wanting to feel the hurt for if a pet dies because i don't like it when a pet dies and then i feel super sad and i don't like putting myself in that position which is why i i kind of intentionally avoid showing too much love or showing too much care towards a pet because i am worried that when their death happens i will be devastated so it's like a uh, self-defense mechanism yeah. right but i cannot do that is because the things that truly matter in life is knowing that i have no regrets hmm. in investing in a better relationship with you makes my pain and that's why I'm willing to spend in the work to get, show actual more love, to cultivate that love, even with chickens. Well, now that we have two Amberlink chickens coming on the Yay. way, you could take care of one and I take care of one. We will call them Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Is it off? No. Yeah, the one that's, uh, the other one's still recording, so... Yeah, I just heard the beep and it worried oh, me. I was oh like, no, oh, you better not, not stop recording. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But, yeah. but that said, and the other thing that I learned was we need to be more prepared. Yeah. Because thank God, and this sounds terrible, but thank God it was Maple <laughs> and not one of her family members. Or Owl. Or it was an Owl. Like, <laughs> this is a wake-up call. So I'm super grateful to Maple for that. I'm so appreciative that Maple basically gave her life to teach us this lesson. And I'll forever be grateful to her. That's why I even made her that dish that I called Forest. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. And I'm, I was going to say, like, you know, thank you for making some effort to really preparing, like, this kind of like celebration dish of maple yeah, stuff it's like a remembrance yeah which you called forest yeah i created this dish that out of food that just resembled a forest that maple would like so the sparrows was under. like a log it was a log exactly and then, yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah, there yeah. was like little trees which was yeah, like yeah. the crispy kale yeah, we'll post we'll post the picture here so people will be able to okay, see i gotta remember that yeah. <laughs> so i could put it in there yeah, yeah but, but it, it it was, it was really nice of you. Right. Yeah. yeah, because because like, it's one thing to say something and another to actually take action on it. And I felt the best way to really showing appreciation was to make a dish that was dedicated to her in memory. And might I add that that was probably the best dish that you've ever made. It was one of the hardest. Yeah. Like, I really pushed myself. Wow, most creative I dish. really pushed myself on that one. Oh, can you make another one for my birthday? No. Our birthdays? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Sorry, thinking about lunch, but... But that said, what has Maple taught you moving forward, like, <sighs> from this point on? Again, it's not as deep as yours, but... I think one thing is to really be responsible and to just really like double check everything because I think the reason why she might have uh, got super sick was because I let them out in the side yard, which 
basically was just full of weeds and some like miscellaneous post junk pieces. construction pieces everywhere. Yeah, screws and And shit. I thought I cleaned it up. Maybe your mom had a contractor come in again for fixing something else and maybe. I maybe I missed something, but I realized there was some like plastic screws and whatever on the ground and Owl almost ate one and I quickly grabbed it out of her mouth before she swallowed it because ooh, that thing probably would have killed her. But I think Mabel probably might have picked up a piece of whatever it was and that made her super sick. And <sighs> I felt really bad and I felt super responsible. And I I guess from her death, it it was really to kind of grow up, be responsible, make sure like everything is set up, prepared, which is why I'm getting better at these systems and making sure everything's in place, everything is um, you know on track with, with yeah. our routine and habits. But... Ooh, it was. Um, I guess you could say that was a little, like a little wake up call in that in that sense. No, it, it's good. It's because yeah, taking responsibility, even if it's not your, even if it's not your fault. I because I honestly do not think it's your fault. I could have right? changed you the could, scenario. You, you could, you could have, but it's the fact that you're responsible and you're moving forward with that sense of responsibility. It's what determines how your future actions will be is because you're more likely to make sure to stay on top of things and say like you know i, I have the ability to change this and actually take action to changing it yeah yeah exactly so that's why i have that one part and then the other part is um it's a little bit more optimistic and that is to just move forward like don't look back yep well you can if you need really need to think of something from you don't want to stay in the past but yeah, don't dwell on the past. Move forward. What can I do next? What is our priority? What yeah. tasks do I need? How can I make our our day more efficient? How can we yeah. save more time for right. the more important matters? So that's the other part that Maple has taught me. Uh, just in that perspective and that mood to just push forward. So I'm really trying. I think we are getting better with it. And, you know, until then... Uh, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Thanks, love. You're growing so fast. It's incredible. No, you're we're growing fast together. Yeah. But definitely not a kind of mindset or conversation that I expected to have anytime soon. But like, because of Maple, that's just all got bought, brought up to the forefront, and I interesting but also definitely one of those more serious conversations hey every even if it's a bad moment bad day it's a it's a great experience it's a learning it's opportunity a, it's a great way of connecting and sharing yeah. so i i appreciate um you know this moment and for maple stuff it's in a way to celebrate it because you know hey if if someone's stuff could change people's lives and change their mindset and do something better for the world because of that reality of hey anyone could die at any yeah. minute i think it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful yeah i think it's <sighs> i think life is a beautiful thing yes. and i think death helps you remember that life is a beautiful thing yes and um Maybe there's I, a quote that should be said. There's no, uh, you can't have life if there's no death. <laughs> that is true. Just like there cannot be light if there is no darkness. Yes. There's no concept of light. Yeah. But I think to end it, I just want to say that. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will treat you, you better you. forever. I will treat you for better forever. <laughs> but, um, I'm just super grateful to the life that we've built, the direction that we're headed towards. I'm mm. grateful for Maple and all of these little different problems and obstacles that we encounter because they teach us how to become human. They teach us how to live better lives. They give us a different aspect of life that we just never really thought about or right. have come across. I'm, I'm grateful for these opportunities in which I can further build intimacy with you because I love a relationship. I love it too. I am grateful to my parents for constantly giving us support 
same with my parents. Same, yeah. Same. I was gonna say Both also. Parents. Also, your parents were constantly giving, giving, giving us support. It's just very thankful. You know, it's crazy. Is because we've been back exactly now a <laughs> one year, year, one year, and like oh. a day or two since we got off the airplane and we were back in the United States, and we're like, oh shit. Everything is completely different. It's surreal. It just I'm not like used it was, to all of this. It just feels like it was last month or something. Yeah. But we changed so much. We moved on so differently. Like, everything changed. I think I'm most impressed by how we're changing our, our parents and their the way they're thinking, the way they're appreciating life. It's I hope slowly so. changing, I hope but so. I can see it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they have a greater appreciation for life, which is exactly what we stand for. It's yeah. To enjoy life more. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty grateful for that too. Yeah. Thank but you, my dear. No, thank you. Mm. With that said, anything else you want to say before we get some lunch? Sashimi lunch. No, <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty much it. It was a very s- big, sensitive topic, but I'm glad we came through with it. I like. Love smack. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Thank you guys for listening. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.